This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. From the corporate office to the cab of a truck, they're here to inspire and empower women in all professions. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy DeCaro. We're an award-winning women's empowerment show that works to inspire and empower women in every profession and lifestyle, including the office, trucking, the trades, and even motherhood. We power women on the road to success. We tackle all kinds of topics and we work to encourage women to be their very best with informative guests and women who've been champions. I'm Shelley. And I'm Kathy. No topic is taboo on our rig. We tackle the tough topics along with the not-so-tough topics. And we like to feature experts and celebrities who can assist women in being the very best they can be. Are you being polite or impolite? Are you unknowingly committing a major etiquette faux pas? Manners are something that are necessary to keep society civilized. They're rules we should be taught as we grow up. Emily Post was considered the vanguard of proper etiquette in the 20th century. Millions of families purchased the Emily Post Book of Etiquette, which is considered the Bible of Good Manners. Etiquette is still important today, even though it does seem our society lacks the basics in good business and personal manners. The Emily Post Institute is still very much at the forefront, carrying on Emily's legacy. This is good because there are many misconceptions on what is proper today in terms of manners. Lizzie Post is the great-great-granddaughter of Emily and the co-president of that institute. She hosts a very popular podcast called Awesome Etiquette. Lizzie's with us today to guide us on some of the basics of etiquette, of what's proper, what's not, and what's changed. Lizzie, thank you so much for being on the show with us. We're looking forward to your insight to help guide our listeners. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate being here. And if I may be so bold as to start with a compliment, I think I could listen to your voice all day. It oh, is thank you. beautiful. <laughs> thank you so very much, Lizzie. I really appreciate it. Like I was telling you earlier, I, I consider you a celebrity. I heard Emily <laughs> Post growing up all the time. This is so very cool. I'm, I'm glad you think so. Not everybody thinks etiquette is too cool. And I've got to say, I have had just an absolute joy over the last 17 years that I've been at the Emily Post Institute working with my family um, and, and even with others, whether clients or organizations that we partner with in really breaking down the misconceptions or the preconceptions around etiquette to make it something that's really accessible to everyone. Because I think it it makes such a it makes such a difference to see it in a in a light that anyone could participate in as opposed to being something that's exclusionary or that's secretive or that's only for super wealthy people or the mm -hmm. elite in some way. And so I just I, I love the premise of your show and I really appreciate the opportunity to share some Thank of our Emily Post perspective on etiquette on it. <laughs> Thank you, Lizzie. And we're looking forward to that. You know, your grandmother's book I have it in my bookcase. I mean, this was the <laughs> Bible of good manners. My mother, of course, read it. And proper manners do go such a long way to making or breaking a career or basic interactions between people. Mm -hmm. Full disclosure here. Mm -hmm. I decided to reach out to you when I encountered an employee of a company who was super rude. And I thought, I'm going to take lemons and make them into lemonade. There's got to be an <laughs> expert here. 
because it seems like our society's lost a lot of the basics. Mm. You see people rushing to the door, cutting in front of others. You take your life in your hands when you're in the grocery store with people in their carts. <laughs> oh my goodness, you know? Uh, that got me too. <laughs> uh, uh, and, yeah. and sometimes it doesn't seem like people even know the proper ways to eat. I had manners pounded into my head growing up. I remember my mom saying things when I was little like, if you can't eat properly, I will feed you. Oh, 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 oh my. Oh, yeah. Look out now. <laughs> and no kid wants that. Sit up straight, elbows off the table. Don't chew with your mouth open. Mm -hmm. This was a good one. Your fork is not a shovel. There's so many elements to good manners. And, you know, I do think of some of the stuff you read out there. A lot of millennials and Gen Zennials are getting a bad rap on that. So yeah. I really welcome your insight on what's proper today, both in business and in our personal lives. Oh, my goodness. That is such a big question. It is. And, and it's a hard one to answer some in some ways because our lives are often also different. We come from different backgrounds. We have different experiences that, that formulate who we are and how we perceive the world around us. I'll never forget a question on our Awesome Etiquette podcast that was talking about table manners and the listener revealed that their partner had never until well into their adult years, had never been to a restaurant where there was more than one course served. So had never been somewhere where you would order an appetizer and then mm -hmm. have a, a main dinner and then have a dessert. And those experience, it's, it's, you know, a lot of people by the time they're in their thirties have had that experience in some way, shape or form, but not everybody. Sure. And it's one of the things I really appreciate both about my great, great grandmother, Emily, and how, how she chose to evolve her work over time. And also how we embrace it at the Emily Post Institute today, where we're really not trying to talk to one specific type of person, but really trying to include as many different lived American lives as we can, because we really believe that etiquette is for everyone. At Emily Post, we base our etiquette on three principles of consideration, respect, and honesty. And we couple that with kind of acting like a social barometer, like we keep our finger on the pulse of American manners. Mm -hmm. The funny thing about manners is a lot of people think, oh, they're so prescribed, right? There's something that someone, this is an arbitrary person, maybe an Emily Post, maybe a Miss Manners, maybe just a mother or a grandmother in your life has made up and told us that we have to do. But really, manners are actually something that we all as a society, as a, as a community of people living and interacting together, create and decide upon on our own <laughs> and mm -hmm. people like Emily Post and Miss Manners and the rest are all taking the time to pay attention to what people are doing. And so coupling those really strong principles of consideration, respect, and honesty with the act of paying attention to how we're interacting with one another and whether yeah. it's working or not mm -hmm. is really what leads us to the specific advice that we give out at Emily Post today. I hope that can help paint a picture of sort of how it all comes together because 
it's it's ever evolving and changing. I mean, Emily certainly didn't write about cell phones, you know, mm, and yeah. and we don't really write about wearing white gloves to anything anymore. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. There's, you know, even Emily's, I think, second or third book had a chapter called The Disappearing Chaperone because chaperones just they weren't a thing anymore by the time she was two or three editions into the book. Um, and you're looking at the, you know, 40s and 50s instead of the 1920s. Sure. And, you know, so allowing etiquette to be um, something that changes over time, I think, is one one important step. And I also think it's... Um, I'm so sorry. I completely lost my train of thought on that. I can just stop on is one important step if that works for you. Oh, sure. No, uh, it is evolving, but it does seem and maybe it's my perception mm -hmm. and maybe because my mother was very proper because her mother <laughs> was so proper. Yeah. Um, I've actually been told I was a little prissy because I am really <laughs> polite. <laughs> but it's like, how is that a bad thing? Uh, right. <laughs> Being polite and considerate. I mean, that's basically what etiquette is all about. Mm -hmm. um, I remember my mother quoting something from my grandmother that just basic eating is um, disgusting. So we need to have good manners. So yes. it's, it's not really repulsive when you're sitting there. I mean, when you think about it, I think people make their best effort. But the, there are some people who have no clue. They weren't taught. Mm -hmm. And it's not like they're trying to we're trying to be regimented. Being polite and considerate of others is a basic part of humanity. Does it feel like we've lost some of that? I know we're a lot more casual than we used mm. to be. A little bit. If you, I think we've lost the formality, mm. and I'm not sure that the formality was always serving us well. Mm -hmm. I think that formality, um, it has its place. I really don't want it to get a bad rap at all, because I think being able to elevate something from the everyday and create an experience that is outside of the everyday experience is something we tend to enjoy as a culture, as a community. And I, I would never want to say that that's not okay. But I think it's really interesting when you look at things like um, titles and honorifics. Okay. So Mr. Ms. Mix, Miss, um, and then honorifics like uh, ma'am, sir, or miss, mm -hmm. they, they are very polarizing. <laughs> yeah. They're not something everyone experiences in the same way. Some people really appreciate the way that saying, excuse me, sir, or uh, yes, ma'am, uh, feels and how mm -hmm. it sounds. And the, what they, they are interpreting a lot of respect and consideration from those words in that tone. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, terms like sir and ma'am are often associated with an authority figure or a situation of um, hi hierarchy and ranking. Yeah. And it creates um, a, a sense of authority that people find disturbing and uncomfortable. And how would you know when you are just, you know, Joe Schmo going into a store whether or not the clerk would appreciate you saying, excuse me, sir. And as the clerk, how would you know whether the cu customer would appreciate hearing yes, ma'am, or yes, sir, yes, you know. Um, it's it's really interesting to me when we run into this space where formality 
doesn't always serve us well and how hard it is to recognize that sometimes when we've been someone for whom formality was something we appreciated. You used the word polite earlier, and I was recently listening to one of Diane Keaton's books on on um, Audible, and and she, I, I think, I think she even swears when she says it, but she doesn't feel particularly connected to the word polite. It it kind of um, comes. I get the sense, at least. So uh, apologies to um, to Diane Keaton if I'm not representing her well in this. But I got the sense from the way she used the word in her book that it was it was a, a fakeness that it was like a veneer you would put on to hide what you're really thinking, or that it had some level of just uh, BS with it, I'll say. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's it's really interesting how, how we perceive these ideas, I think greatly impacts how we then utilize them in our own life. So sure. I am sure that Diane Keaton is actually very considerate, respectful, thoughtful, even dare I say polite person mm -hmm. in so many instances in her life. But that word polite was grating on her. It was it, it for her, it was it was showing something else. And I I just find it so fascinating that as a culture, we have such polarizing views on these topics and these yep. words around what is essentially just our behavior towards one another. You know, and, it, it can right? Be so Sorry, I, I can keep going. Please jump in. Like, <laughs> no, but it, it makes so much sense, and it get it gets confusing. Like yeah. just basic salutations, ma'am. You hear "ma'am" a lot in the South. Yes, and and that's just respect. That's how people are raised. But mm -hmm. yet, if you're not accustomed to hearing that and you're a woman and somebody calls you ma'am, you're like, wait a minute, I'm not that old. Why are you calling me ma'am? You know? <laughs> another another issue to deal with, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I was always kind of excited to get a ma'am. I felt it meant, meant that the world around me was treating me like a grown-up. <laughs> there you go. I always, get, ex I always get excited when somebody calls me miss. <laughs> Yeah, right. Like right? Yeah. Where you get carded yeah. at the store, right? You're like, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Dean Michael, the tax doctor here. I have one question for you. Do you want to stop worrying about the IRS? If the answer is yes, then look no further. I've been around for years. I've helped countless people across the country and my success rate speaks for itself. So now you know where to find good, honest help with your tax problems. What are you waiting for? If you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS or haven't filed in years, call me now at 888-557-4020 or go to mytaxhelpmd.com for a free consultation and get your life back. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. 
If you're enjoying this informative episode of Women Road Warriors, I wanted to mention Kathy and I explore all kinds of topics that will power you on the road to success. We feature a lot of expert interviews. Plus, we feature celebrities and women who've been trailblazers. Please check out our podcast at womenroadwarriors.com and click on our episodes page. We're also available wherever you listen to podcasts on all the major podcast channels like Spotify, Apple, YouTube, Amazon Music, Audible, you name it. Check us out and bookmark our podcast. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn, YouTube, and other sites. And tell others about us. We want to help as many women as possible. The way we treat others, conduct ourselves, and address others is all part of good manners. Etiquette should not be regarded as a set of rules. It's something that's still relevant today. Good manners are part of treating each other with respect to unify humanity. The Emily Post Institute believes etiquette is for everyone. It's based on three elements, consideration, respect, and honesty. Good manners are the process of being mindful of how we interact while considering how we impact others. How we perceive the way people are supposed to act influences how we conduct ourselves, too. There are many variables to good manners, depending on where we came from and how we were raised. Lizzie Post, co-president of the Emily Post Institute and great-great-granddaughter of Emily Post, is educating us on what etiquette still applies and what's changed. She's letting us know that etiquette is not supposed to be pretentious. It's not just a bunch of rules. It's something that's designed to unify, not polarize, and it's a basic part of humanity of being considerate. So, Lizzie, how has etiquette changed? What is proper today? Because yeah. uh, I'm not sure it's covered all that extensively. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I appreciate that. I, I wish it was covered more as well, especially with, I think, how fractured our country feels right now. Yes. Big, big part of etiquette changing is that we really focus much more on the individual in modern etiquette. And I think Emily's time, it, you started to see a shift toward that. But nowadays, we really, we really say that etiquette is about being aware of the people around you. It's, it's having that sense that you are participating in a shared experience with others and that you are responsible for your actions within that experience. And you have to handle other people's actions and interactions in that experience. And we really try to, to look at it from a personal perspective of not, now there are some things that are going to be, this is the way it's done, <laughs> but there, uh, you mentioned shoveling and like, there are proper ways to hold your utensils to, mm -hmm. to, to allow you the most ease of using them. But for the most part, we're really talking about looking at ourselves and our own uh, comfort levels and boundaries and how we want to represent ourselves in the world around us and in our interactions and our relationships. It's a lot about taking responsibility for yourself and your own actions and then handling the reactions that you get as best as you can, recognizing mm -hmm. that other people might not react the way you want them to, mm -hmm. that they are in their own space and time with their own thoughts and experiences that 
you know, it, it's that classic, um, classic thing of it's not always about you. <laughs> There's Oh, I heard that. The world you know, is not, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's oh, like yeah. when someone reacts badly to something nice you did, well, that might not be about you. It might be about how they were raised. It might be about their yeah. own personal experiences life. And yes, the hope is that they are also trying to manage themselves and how they relate to others. We just don't always meet people in that moment. Yep. And I, I find so much of modern etiquette is about taking a deep breath and doing the best that you can and monitoring your own behavior. We like to say, especially on our podcast, that etiquette is a tool best used for self-reflection. When we start using it to judge other people, that's when it becomes effectively useless and it becomes that nasty thing that none of us really like. So use it to judge yourself. How are you doing? How are you participating in your interactions with other people? I like that. This is just basic humanity and consideration <laughs> for is. other people. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, it does come down to a lot of that, but, but it's also particulars. Like we said, everybody grows up different. And so it's, it's worth recognizing that even though we say things a lot, like on just a basic human level, that basic human level is really, really complex. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> yep. And it depends on the culture and everything else. Everything exactly. is different. Yeah. So where can there be improvements? Are there certain rules that still apply? Um, I know that one of my beefs um, in terms of business etiquette, mm. when you send an email, you don't get a response. It's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, hello, I'm out here. Did you see this? You know, <laughs> I think it's very hard in today's day and age when it comes to digital communications to feel confident. I'm just going to say it like that. Yeah. Whether yeah. it's a text message where you see the bubbles, the talk, you know, the typing bubbles pop mm -hmm. up and then they go mm -hmm. away and you don't get a response at all. Yeah. Or whether it's an email that you send. And in today's day and age, especially after COVID, phone calls. People are really frustrated that phone calls don't get returned. Oh, yes. The basic yep. etiquette is that you do, you reply to any inquiry or um, any, any communication that comes your way. To ghost someone entirely is not a good idea. That said, I am sure if any of the three of us, no matter our jobs, pulled up our email inbox, there are a ton of unreplied emails to salespeople and all kinds mm. of things sitting in there. Sure. Um, so I think it's important that we recognize kind of the the um, the care that we're taking with relationships that we're invested in and developing, whether that's a personal relationship or a work relationship. And that we choose to, with those relationships, act as best we can. And again, that's for some people, um, what did I have? This guy told me the other day, he, had his, he calls it his rule of three. And I forget which way it goes, but it was like three minutes to respond to a text message, three hours to respond to a phone call, three days to respond to an email. I think I think that's what it was. But if it wasn't, it was something like that. Okay. And while I appreciated that this worked for him, I'm sure that even within that, there are emails that need responses within minutes and there are text messages that could wait days, you know? Sure. Yeah, with our electronics, I think everybody has a sense of immediacy. But as much as it connects us, it seems like we become more disconnected yeah. and ruder to other people because they're not in front of us. Yep. We just, eh, people just kind of go, well, whatever. 
you know. <laughs> I, I also think, I don't know if you guys experience this, but sometimes it's it's when that message is coming in, whether it's an email, a phone call, or a, or a text message, or even a DM, it there are it's because we can be reached on the go, right? Um, I might still have nine to five working hours and reaching me between Monday through Friday, nine to five, you're very likely to get me. But outside of that, it could be a lot harder to track me down or to catch my attention because you, the person reaching out, aren't aware of the general sense of when it's okay. Same with, mm -hmm. um, Telephone times, we get asked this all the time still. And it, for some reason, it cracks me up. I don't I don't really know why, but it does. And that's that, when is it too late to call someone? When is it too early in the morning to call? And there was that old tradition of nine to nine that you wouldn't call before 9 a.m. and you wouldn't call yeah. after 9 p.m. Right. And that actually still holds really true. But then we have this text message medium that allows us to maybe kind of quietly, sneakily kind of like I reach out to someone, it's less of a disturbance than a house telephone ringing. You know, mm -hmm. our phones are so often on vibrate now. I think a lot more people are willing to try someone at 10 PM or at 8 AM and just see sure. if they're lucky. I think we're programmed nowadays to just be okay with reaching out whenever. And just so you know, I still think the nine to nine is a really good guideline, Yeah, but I sense. think that we're so used to reaching out we forget that the reverse side of that is you're not always going to catch someone at a convenient time. And so you have to have more patience waiting for responses. You have to be willing sometimes mm -hmm. to, to touch base again and say, hey, just wanted to connect about the above or about that email I sent or that phone call I left or message I left, excuse me. Um, so a, a little bit, I think we have all these capabilities. We can get reached at any time, but that doesn't mean that we're going to be available every time. I think we understand that. But in the moment is when we forget it. We're wondering, why haven't you written me back? Why haven't you written me back? Why haven't you written me back? Just because we need an answer or want an answer. Sure. Kathy, did you have any questions for Lizzie or any? Well, I'm just, I'm just sitting here thinking about the lack of manners, I guess you could say in my life, listening to you guys, like <laughs> Shelly, I am your complete complete opposite <laughs> like my my growing up honest to god well it was very uh chaotic and very violent and uh my stepdad came okay i'm left-handed my sister's right hand i'm a southpaw too kathy i didn't know that oh, about I, you i didn't know that either oh very cool <laughs> anyway so at, at, at growing up my stepfather was just just an awful person Mm -hmm. um, his idea of teaching us manners, because um, in, like at, at the dinner table, we were s s um, sitting in the wrong positions, so in the wrong places. So when mm -hmm. we would eat, our elbows would knock, my being left-handed, my sister being right-handed, oh, right? Dear. So our elbows yeah. would always hit. And you know, kids, you're, you're hitting each other, so then it becomes a thing. Well, our my stepdad's way of teaching us manners, and I kid you not, true story, would to take his fork, lick it, and then stab us in the forehead. No oh joke. Oh my goodness. Yep. Wow. That is how we, but then do you think the change, I mean, you think the simple solution is swap places, right? <laughs> at the yeah, dinner table. That would make sense. Dinner table. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no. So we grew up um, in such fear of doing anything wrong that we just didn't really want to move. Yeah. So when my mom finally, um, and I call it the, the great escape, when she finally got away from him, I was 10. And um, then she, you know, raised us 
three teenage girls. I was 10. My sister was 12. My other one was 13. Mom was working two jobs. I mean, 1980s, things are different back then. And there we went from extreme regimental Nazi type of living to free for all. So mm. there was no more rules, no more chaos. Like it was, it was just chaos because there was no no structure. So I remember it was kind of like you do what you, you you learn from the streets. You just there are no mm -hmm. guidelines, mm -hmm. and it was it, we the the regimented structure was so bad that we never wanted to go back there. I mean, we had we were restricted to three pieces of toilet paper, and if you took more than three, it's almost as if he sat there and counted how many. You know, it, it was hell to pay. Yeah. So I remember, um, and when I for, for advanced, you know, fast forward in life, um, I met, I was dating a guy for a few years who was a, another monster. It's funny how life works. Mm. Anyway, he was from Denmark and they came from extreme proper etiquette. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first time I met his parents, I... I have a, I wear a beret. I like berets, right? And I didn't. I sat at the dinner table, and they were mortified because I kept my beret on while we were eating. Um, and even it doesn't have a brim. It's not shielding your face or covering your no. eyes or anything. It's a part of your outfit and your right. And, 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 and traditionally, backwards. that was okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And my, like I wear my beret backwards <laughs> on top of it, right? I don't wear it the proper way. But anyway. That's the story of my life. I don't do anything that anybody does normally. <laughs> I'm like define normal. Anyhow, so, but what he told me after that, he, I got really chastised from the whole entire family and asked oh. me if I, if I grew up in a barn, that oh. I had zero manners and I was insulting to the, the entire family because I wore my hat at the dinner table. That is such so, extreme. Right. Like, yeah. No, it really like I'm really sorry that these have been the experiences that you that you've had that have stuck out so memorably because it's, or, actually here's one more. This is a, we had we had guests over at our house and for dinner and I we were I was, you know, at the after dinner, I said, would anybody like some tea? And so um, I poured my tea first instead, just because mm. I was topping it up mm -hmm. and. And I pour because they were still eating. They were like, it's just the way that it happened. I'm like, well, I'll just wait till I didn't want to reach over them while they, like he had his fork there. So I just like topped mine up and then I went to top his up. Well, oh my God, did I get a berating for oh. that? Because oh. it, I, I was one of the rudest person he'd ever met and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh my God. So yeah. So I'm a little, I'm a little, I don't blame you. End of the yeah. spectrum. <laughs> I mean, manners yeah. under a microscope can be terrifying in that yes. kind of way. It's not, mm -hmm. it's certainly not how we would want anyone wielding the sword of etiquette. You know what I mean? It's like, that is not just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just sorry that that's the experience that, that you've had at multiple different points in your, like, like you said, through adolescence and in adulthood one of the great ironies from my perspective, and I get that we're dealing with folks who um, grew up in a different culture outside of America, but we like one of the things that that made Emily Post's advice stand out during the 1920s, when frankly, there were a lot of people writing etiquette books. This was like a, 
a, a boom in etiquette, like yeah. literature during that time when Emily Post first came out. And, and granted, she was 50 years old when she was writing. So she had a lot of perspective compared to some of the younger writers. But one of the other writers was Lillian Eichler, and she used shame and embarrassment as a way to suggest why you would choose good etiquette practices. And I just think that idea of, of using etiquette in that judgy way to shame others, to mm. distinguish yourself as better, yep. it's, it's so beyond any of the point of at least Emily mm. Post etiquette. It's something sure. our brand has shied away from massively. In fact, Emily talks repeatedly in her original edition about the idea that best society is not made of money. It's made of people who have a willingness to think about one another and to see how their behavior affects each other. And that to me was so important in why she had such staying power as a, mm -hmm. as an arbiter of a subject matter like this. And it, it's, it's so incredibly important because of exactly the situation and the memory and the, the lived experience that Kathy's had, mm -hmm. where how on earth would you have known that that would have been offensive? That boyfriend should have been telling you what was expected, setting you up for success, yes. not yep. penalizing you for something you were unaware of. And that's when we go back to the idea, we all have such different lived experiences to use etiquette as a judgment on someone else is like, it's the it's oxymoronic. It's the exact opposite of what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so true, Lizzie. People have, in a lot of cases like Kathy, what you experienced, using etiquette as a way to act as if you're superior. And that's what yeah, that he, guy was doing. Was oh, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was he wasn't normal to begin with. But the, yeah, it was four and a half years of pure health, but went oh. from bad to worse. But it's Great. funny how those 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 traumatic moments of uh, you know that I've experienced have to this day when I go out to a really fancy restaurant I start mm -hmm. to sweat I start almost like to yes. start to panic because of crap there's how many forks are there on this table mm -hmm. which one do I start with yep. <laughs> do I do like you know it, yeah it, it becomes a I almost get an anxiety attack. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I yeah. wish I had a magic medicine for that. All I know <laughs> is that like, keep reassuring yourself. I know what to do and it's okay. If I don't, yeah. I can look at my host. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and that's, forbid, no one should feel like that when they're going in to eat. I mean, we, right. we literally say, don't bring up bad things. Don't talk about negative things at the table because when tough subjects come up, it's not because you can't talk about them. It's that when someone is trying to ingest food, it can literally stop them from being able to do that. Mm, it can be yeah. so upsetting you're put off your plate. And so it's like you really want people coming to that table not feeling panicky, not feeling sweaty, like feeling like they're ready to participate and be embraced, frankly, mm -hmm. you know? You know, that's Lizzie another thing I had to learn is that 13 years of nursing, not mm. to bring my job and my experiences to the dinner table. My daughter that's taught me fun. that one. She's like, Mom, grow, stop it. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. 
Trucking Moves America Forward, or TMAF, is building a positive image of trucking by telling the story of the hardworking drivers and industry professionals who support the industry. And you can be a part of it. Learn more about TMAF and how you can join and be a part of the industry movement working to build a strong image of trucking by visiting TMAF's website at truckingmovesamerica.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our latest channel, TikTok. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. Modern etiquette focuses more on the individual. It's about being aware of the people around you and having that sense that you're participating in a shared experience with others and you're responsible for your actions in that exchange. Etiquette has a personal perspective today. Certain rules still apply and are carved in stone, like not chewing food with our mouths open. But comfort levels and boundaries and how we want to represent ourselves in the world and our relationships take center stage. It's about taking responsibility for yourself and handling interactions in the best way. It's being mindful of yourself as well as others. Etiquette is not about judging other people. It should never encompass shame or embarrassment. That's not what it's about. The Emily Post Institute embraces that philosophy. It's about thinking about one another and seeing how our behavior impacts each other. Lizzie Post, the co-president of that institute, is talking about etiquette and how it's changed today and how you can embrace it to better your life and your career. You know, Lizzie, I think that my my mother did pick up on what Emily Post was talking about, the consideration. And of course, I, I know she talked about if you're eating somewhere, observe what everyone else is doing. Yes. That's a mm-hmm. good way to yeah. know how to interact if you're not sure. Because I think we all run into situations. What is the proper way here? Because, I mean, none of us carry around a, a book of rules. No, certainly not ours. It's too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it is very true. We don't, we don't all know all the rules. Um, none of us can, can make all, can, sorry, from the moment we are born until the moment we die, we are all learning the rules, so to speak. And yeah. those rules change over time. So even yeah. once you've learned them, you do want to keep examining, is this still the most polite thing to be doing? Is this still, you know, resonating as considerate? And there there are tons of uh, uh, standards that are out there as, as standards, like responding to an invitation, right? It is polite mm-hmm. to respond to an invitation. Mm-hmm. Leaving someone hanging on an invitation is rude. I don't think that's going anywhere anytime soon. We mentioned not chewing with our mouths open when there's food in, in them or not talking mm-hmm. when our mouth yeah. is full. And sure. those are like classics. They're not going anywhere anytime yeah. soon. Well, you know, your but, mouth open with food, that's just disgusting. It's <laughs> gross. <laughs> right. it is. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's uh important to recognize that for all the 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 handful of things that aren't going to change and can be standards you know open a door hold it for the person behind you that mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah there are going to be a lot of things that change and being willing to let them change being willing to question them being willing to say i don't know what to do here even mm-hmm. i think is really important 
whether it's 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 just claiming that lack of knowledge and asking someone whether it's looking around at what others are doing and and you know using them as an example for your own behavior or whether it's something where there really is no defined etiquette answer and you're going to lean into those principles of of you know who's a consideration respect and honesty where in our business etiquette seminars and and training programs mm-hmm. we map it out by saying you know consideration is looking around and thinking about who's involved in this situation and how they're affected and that might spread beyond the immediate moment right um if uh, let's say you're at a business function and your boss brings someone over to introduce them to you and that person right before they the introduction is about to happen sneezes into their hand and then reaches that hand out to shake your hand Ew. I, I know post pandemic this is a very <laughs> hard one to convince people oh. it's happening but it happens oh, and yeah. it's a pressured moment right because you know the handshake is an important part of business mm-hmm. you know that your boss is the one making this introduction so boy the pressure is on you want to do a good job and represent yourself well your your company, though you might not even be thinking of it, could be at stake here in terms of if this is really important business. You have to deal with this slimy, snotty hand in front Ugh, of you. What are yeah. you going to do? And there's the time is ticking on the clock because you can only avoid that handshake for so long. Sure. And it's it's really tempting to get out of it by like um, doing a, a little white lie, right? Like, oh, I, I've got a cold. I don't want to be shaking hands right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But really, when when we look at this situation, we think about who's involved, that boss, the company, you, the other person. We think about how they're impacted by that handshaking happening or that handshaking not happening. We can confidently see that to shake that hand in the moment is the right thing to do, even though it might be a little gross, Mm -hmm. because what you can control is the fact that you don't have to touch your mouth or face with that hand. You Mm -hmm. can have this nice introduction, do well by your boss, do well by the client, and then you can excuse yourself to the restroom to go wash your hand. Sure. Take a minute to think through those steps of consideration, respect. Honesty comes in that, you know, like being honest about you don't need to lie. Mm -hmm. You don't, you know, honestly, the best thing to do is shake the hand in the moment. And so it's when you don't know what to do and there are just going to be so many moments throughout our day where we don't know what to do leaning back on that thought of who's involved and how are they impacted what would be the best way to show respect in this moment and can i honestly move forward with that feeling good about it it's it's a, it's a powerful little structure for when you're unsure because there are there're just going to be so many times those manners change so much over the course of our lifetimes oh absolutely um, so- so what yeah. about when someone's always on their phone and you're trying to have a conversation with them? Oh, I hate that. Oh, it <laughs> drives me nuts. Or or dinner yeah. time. And I, I'm like, can you please yeah. put your phone down? Yes. Is that too rude? Hey, that sounded Amen. nice to me. I don't know about you, but I thought that sounded like, hey, could you please put your phone down? Yeah. I, I mean, if I was your daughter, I think that would be a really normal thing to say back and forth between. Well, yeah. Them. I mean, you know what like, I mean? if we're having dinner at, at my table, when we're yeah. having a family thing, no phones allowed. I'm hey, sorry. This is I not, love it. This is it. Yeah. I yeah. totally agree with that. Yep. Yeah. And the funny thing about the phones thing is that it's like, 
if you're having a casual meal and you want to show somebody pictures of something and you're both okay with that, I think that's fine, you know, or maybe oh, yeah. there's been a big debate happening. You say, you know, we could choose to settle this with Google. Like <laughs> there are moments where it can add yeah. to things and enhance. Yeah. I was on a blind date the other night and when we we talked about keeping our phones away and we also had the moment where we we're like, like, let me show. I was like, oh, can you show me a picture of that? Do you have a picture of that? He's like, should I get my phone out? I was like, I would love it if you did. It There are moments where yeah. it can be okay. It can be enhancing. Mm -hmm. But I love the idea of approaching something like a meal together where we're going to take the time to sit down together. We're not on the couch watching the latest episode of something or other. We're mm -hmm. together at the table. I think starting that meal or starting the invitation to come to the table with, okay, time to put devices away. We're going to sit down at the at the table for our meal is such a, a great way to connect and to build that practice and to build that expectation in mm -hmm. your own mm -hmm. home with your own family. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, these devices we carry everywhere. People are so engaged with their phones, mm. even walking down the sidewalk, not looking at oh, anyone. No one's aware of other people. It's become you become mm -hmm. just kind of sucked into this electronic device. It can't be good for manners because we're not being considerate Correct. of everyone <laughs> else. And we're losing the ability to communicate. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough. I think that's communication for me is the big one. I mean, our relationships are really built on it. Like mm -hmm. uh, you can say a relationship is built on trust. You can say it's built on love. You can say it's built on all kinds of things. But at the end of the day, the relationship exists because people were able to communicate with one another. And however that is happening, I think it's really important that we take a lot of care with our communication. And the more that we are in our own zone, thinking about ourselves, whether that's from a bubble perspective or that's from a, I'm just in my own device perspective. Mm -hmm. I think it's really, really important for us to look up and to look around and to pay attention to what's going on around us. Because if we don't, all we're doing is eroding those relationships, whether it's the stranger on the street that we bump into and don't even notice that we bumped into them. Yeah. Uh, or whether it's, you know, that that business partner that we're working closely with and, and we're not being respectful of getting responses back in an email in a timely fashion. You know, um, it's it is deeply important that we take care with the relationships in our lives and that we make sure we are giving them the attention and the communication skills that they deserve. That, I think, is the basic premise of etiquette. You know, <laughs> yeah. when you think about it, really. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors, coming up. Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in northern Alberta, Canada, She's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big, an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life. She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. 
be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. With all the electronic devices we use today, we're not mindfully interacting. We need to be mindful. The more we're in our own zone, thinking about ourselves, from whether it's a bubble perspective or into our own devices, it's super important to pay attention to what's going on around us. So many of us don't. If we don't, we're going to erode those relationships we have, or the ones we could have if we'd paid attention. It's deeply important to take care of the relationships in our lives and give them the attention they deserve. It's about consideration. Lizzie Post, the co-president of the Emily Post Institute, is talking about etiquette and how it's changed today and how you can use it to better your life and the lives of those around you. It's far more than manners, and it can make or break a career or your quality of life. Lizzie, so you've got a new book coming out, you said, for business etiquette. We are writing it right now. So I, I think that means it might be out in like 18 months. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. <laughs> but we did just redo. We actually got to celebrate our 100th anniversary oh. um, in 2022. And so we put out a centennial edition of Emily Post's etiquette. It is modern. It is. It looks like the original edition. That mm -hmm. was the throwback we gave it for its celebration. But it is 100% our most modern work. That's so cool. Thank you. <laughs> Are there some basic fundamentals mm -hmm. that our listeners could maybe take away and some basic rules that apply in every situation. I would say, any? you know, there's often I, I get asked, you know, what's your best advice? Mm -hmm. And, or, you know, if you could distill it all down and there, there are lots of different ways we do that at Emily Post, but increasingly my favorite way to deliver this answer is to say that I think there are four things that can really help us with both our, our manners and our etiquette around other people. And that is number one is to be really good at self-reflection, to practice self-reflection regularly. Think about your actions, how they impacted others, what you might do differently if you get the opportunity again. I think that in conjunction with that, the second thing is awareness of others, right? So awareness of yourself and awareness of others. That's going to cover you up 90% of the way. Mm -hmm. Next, a good apology knowing how to issue a good apology, how to take responsibility when you have harmed someone, even if you didn't intend to harm them. It's not your intention that matters. It's the harm that got caused that matters. We've got to fix that. And then we can work on how to make sure your attention is coming across the right way. Um, but I think really a, a good apology makes a really, really big difference. The next one is listening. Being able to listen, to pause not just your mouth, but your brain and pay attention to the words and the intention and the sentiment that is coming from someone else. It's hard to do. 
And I think the more that you can develop that skill, the better served your relationships will be in life. And finally, don't be gross. And that goes back to that same table manners etiquette that we taught that chewing with your mouth open, letting people see all that food. If, if you are able to close your mouth, there are some, there are some folks who can't close their mouth while they're chewing. And that is, right. mm-hmm. you know, that is an absolute exception and no one should ever make that person feel like they aren't a, a politely participating in eating. Um, but I think it's, it's, it, I like to end on that one cause it's not, it, it's, it's not always expected, but we really try not to be gross around each other when it and comes don't to pick your nose. I had, pick your nose. Ew. There oh. was a guy on the plane that was going digging for gold and he, he oh, was nasty. so yeah. grossed out. He was like one row in front of me and he was like right in there. I'm like, oh, oh my God. Oh, oh, gross. <laughs> I remember pulling up at an intersection and somebody, it was a guy picking his nose and I'm just looking at him like, really? There's a whole Seinfeld episode about it. (laughs) You know, I don't think he even knew why I had this look on your bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh. So what about, um, is it polite to tell someone to stop interrupting you when you're trying to tell, when trying to recount a story or something this is a hard one I think I think um the language I've come to with it is that um oh I'd love to finish not let me finish but I'd love to finish the thought and that's one my cousin and I do a lot we interrupt each other like there are some times on the phone where we're both just talking and like the other one is trying to out talk the other one to make the other one listen it's like we've just worked together for so long at this point but it's it's, I think I would, I would love to, to just finish and get through the whole story or I'd, I'd love, I can definitely answer that, but I'd love to finish my thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes if the other person is interrupted long enough saying, I just love to go back and finish that thought is another, another way to let someone know, Hey, I, I want, I have something I want to communicate here. And it's, I think, better than saying, you're not listening. (laughs) Um, Better than saying, oh, you're always interrupting me all the time. And what's hard in that moment is you're probably starting to feel a little charged from the interruptions that are coming. Being able to give yourself the, the breath to then be able to nicely and um, effectively communicate that I think is, is one is like, that's where I see Mm -hmm. the, the hard point of that. And, Mm -hmm. and it's one definitely to, to work on. What about thank you notes? uh, (laughs) When you hit, when you have had a party or a wedding, perhaps, Mm -hmm. uh, is there a length of time that you should wait to send out a thank you? Or if you've had a job interview, a follow up Mm. with a thank you. So thank yous are really important. And uh, the, the note is an excellent form an in-person thank you, Emily always described as the best thank you you could ever issue. Okay. That the person is going to be able to mm-hmm. hear your tone, see your gratitude, feel it, that that wonderful magic that happens between us when a real feeling, a real sentiment is communicated. And that's that's lovely. But we can't always thank someone in person. Um, or for that interview, we might be able to say thank you in the moment, but we know a follow-up thank you would be appreciated and, and noticed. Um, but I think it's it's important to recognize that when we can't deliver that in-person thank you, that a thank you note, it takes a bit of effort. And that's actually one of the points of it, is that it it, it takes some time and effort, and therefore there is 
um, kind of this value attributed to it of like, wow, they really, they, they took the time to hand write this, find a stamp, get my address and get mm-hmm. this thing in the mail to me, you know, like there's, there's some weightiness to that in terms of what it took for the other person to choose to communicate this way. Whereas with a text message, it's not that that text message is less valuable in terms of the actual gratitude that gets expressed. But I'll tell you, if a thank you note showed up on my door six months after I gave somebody something, I would still really appreciate it. But when a text message comes six months later, it's it's not quite as impressive as that note. Sure. You know what I sure. mean? So when you ask about timing, it really depends on the method that you're going to use. Okay. If your best friend and you exchange, let's say you both celebrate Christmas and you exchange Christmas gifts and you're fine texting each other thank yous, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But in some of those other more impressive moments in life, like a wedding, like a job interview, Mm -hmm. I think that handwritten note really makes a big impact and it can show the, the appreciation for the effort that was put in for you that you're grateful for, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and we just say it's never too late when it does come to the job interview if you know how quickly they're trying to hire, you might choose to send an email thank you instead. And under certain circumstances, it might be your only option. So we never want to say that mm-hmm. other thank yous mm-hmm. aren't valuable, but it, it is impressive to see just what that note does. Um, for a dinner party, a text message or call the next day is totally fine. Okay. Is there a length of time? Um, I, I remember somebody saying that it, a year is, is long. <laughs> it always shorten that. <laughs> For after a wedding, if you're right. going to be writing a thank you note for a wedding gift, you can wait a year. And I thought, huh? Okay, yeah. Since when? That used to be the rule. And that, that is true. That that used to be one. Um, it, sorry, this one always makes me laugh because it, the only time that Emily Post has ever ended up on TMZ was somewhere they found my aunt quoted as a year and me quoted as three months. And it was like, look out, they're going to duke it out. And oh, it was how funny. Like, it was the silliest thing I think I've ever seen. In my life. <laughs> like it's not celebrity news in any way, shape yeah. or form. I don't know what I was doing up there. But it was, it was, it was pre- someone was having a really great time just joking around in the office that day. But um, but it is true. It used to be an entire year because it really took couples a while to get settled and to get everything okay. in. And, and because guests had a year to send a gift, which right. was, you okay. know, so it's like you can't you can't tell the couple they have three months and tell the guests they have a year. Um, we've since shortened that. And I, when I joined the Institute back in 2007, the advice was starting to be that, that really within three months, it would be a good idea either for the gift to have arrived or for the thank you note to have been sent. Okay. So rules have changed. Interesting. Okay. They do. They do. (laughs) They adjust over time a little bit. (laughs) Well, Well, that's why we wanted to consult with you and your Institute does a lot of things in terms of training do you do consultations for businesses as well as individuals or? We do. We do. We do have a consultation service and we also have all kinds of trainings from e-learning programs, a couple different e-learning programs to, we do do webinars and, uh, and, and virtual uh, sessions and things like that. Workshops, different industries and different clients like to use different words for all of these things. 
<laughs> but we also do in-person trainings as well. And uh, my favorite is that we have a train the trainer program where we teach people how to teach business etiquette or how to teach Emily Post children's etiquette. And both of those programs, I I both I love the trainers that come to us and the community of graduates that we have. I actually manage that community in in my time at Emily Post. And I find it so encouraging and exciting. These folks are modern and with it. And this isn't like a whole bunch of people who want old fashioned rules to continue. Mm -hmm. They come from all over the world. I am impressed at how many trainers we have uh, across the globe. It's been really, really exciting to hear from people from especially non-Western cultures, like how, how they respond to the Western advice and it's, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's a blast. And it's really cool to just know that there are all these people who really care about getting etiquette into their communities, whether that's a librarian or someone at a local church or um, a part of a 4-H group trying to really get, get access of this information to kids who might not have access to it mm -hmm. or, um, or whether it's, it's someone who's looking to build their own business where they're inspiring people to really think about others and to communicate more effectively. It really, it runs the gamut in terms of who comes to us to get training. And I, I, I get really excited by that. <laughs> well, I think what you're doing is super exciting. Um, Thank you're, you. I can see a huge benefit all the way around. Uh, you know, how people treat each other in humanity, just basic humanity, but also with business, I can see this really improving customer service, which really seems to be lacking today. So yeah. this is really important. Oh, yeah. I appreciate hearing you say that because we really, we really believe it's important. And I mm -hmm. think that the more people can understand that, again, it's, it's not about excluding, it's not about judging. Um, the, 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 the situations that Kathy found herself in so many times are the exact thing we're trying to have less of happening around the world. We want people to have good interactions with one another and feel supported and like they can enjoy their time together. And people can actually get along. Wouldn't that be wonderful? It's a, it's a this beautiful is, dream. Yeah, We're going to yeah. keep after it at Emily Post, but yeah. you know, we, and I've got to say also people have to participate. They have to choose yep. to say, I want that in my life. And I want to mm -hmm. be one of those people out there. I try to think about that. I'm a, I'm a grumpy person in my head. <laughs> like I am not a, <laughs> I'm not like a quick, quick to the nice thing always in my own head. And so like when I step out the door to go to that grocery store and deal with those carts or something like that, um, I'm often I'm often reminding myself like how, you know, how can I make this pleasant for others as well as myself? And I, I think that that's that's the kind of attitude we need. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people here in our country, I think, feel that way. Mm -hmm. It's just a question of how do I choose to act that way? How can sure. I really demonstrate that in my community? I like that. You've got a podcast and there's a website for the Emily Post Institute. How do people reach out to you? Oh, any old way. We um, uh, Through our podcast is is really great. Um, and also uh, through our website, info at emilypost.com. If anybody has just um, all kinds of different requests, we, we unfortunately, because of the volume of material we have, we can't respond to individual um, etiquette questions, but we do have, as you said, an extensive website. Um, our podcast content is free as well. There's, there's, and we have a sub stack that we 
distribute three times weekly that has some really great information of it. And there are both free and paid versions of that. So lots of ways to access this information, um, lots and lots of ways. And of course, our, our books, we are so proud of them. And we really hope that people still, well, we don't hope, we know people still appreciate them as a keepsake and something that like you were saying, gets passed down from your mom or your grandmother. And I, I just have to say thank you so much for for having us me sorry on the show today and um, and being willing to talk about etiquette. I think it's kind of one of those unsung heroes that 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 could really help and could really make a difference if people mm -hmm. are are willing to take a minute to explore the topic. Lizzie, I love your insight and the premise of etiquette. I think you've gotten people to think differently about the word etiquette. It's not about supremacy. It's not about being pretentious. Yeah. It's about getting along with other people, being considerate, being aware of yourself and how you're impacting others. That makes so much, so much sense. I'm so glad it resonates with you all. I hope it resonates with your audience and that they'll join us over at emilypost.com. Yes, I do too. Thank you, Lizzie, for being on the show. This has been great. My pleasure. And I really appreciate the opportunity. It's been an honor having you, Lizzie. Thanks for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed this latest episode, and if you want to hear more episodes of Women Road Warriors or learn more about our show, be sure to check out womenroadwarriors.com. And please, follow us on social media. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Women Road Warriors is on all the major podcast channels like Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Audible, YouTube, and others. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at sjohnson at womenroadwarriors.com. <laughs>